You're listening to Acoustic Sunset, a weekly podcast bringing you live music, storytelling, and street-side interviews, all brought to you by Putnam's Pub and Cooker at 419 Myrtle Avenue in Clinton Hill, Brooklyn. I'm your host, Carl Banks, and each week we have a couple special guests. This week, we have Bare Bones and Gavin Snyder playing some live music for you, so sit back and enjoy the show. All right, episode number 19. Um, we're getting up there. We're almost to 20, so that's pretty exciting. I'm Thanks for listening. Uh, I'm your host, Carl Banks. This is the Acoustic Sunset. This podcast is centered around a live performance that happens on Sunday nights at uh, Putnam's Pub in Clinton Hill, Brooklyn. And then we record the show, and in the, in the following week, we get together and pull little highlights from the show, put them together in this podcast. So if you're a new listener, welcome. If you're an old listener... Glad to have you back. Uh, I'm happy to have my stories pumped into your head and music that I'm sort of curating and stuff. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, This week we have uh, a couple return performers as far as live music goes. Um, We have Bare Bones, who they play, um, they're a blues. They're playing as a duo this week uh, before they had a drummer. They had a little trio, but they're playing as a duo and um, they're just one of my favorites to listen to, and um, I think you're going to really enjoy them. And then we have Gavin Snyder, uh, who was uh, kind enough to come in last minute and fill in for a slot that I needed filled. So um, we're going to get to him, too. He was just on a couple weeks ago as well. Um, but I'm glad that he he lives in the neighborhood and could come over, uh, like I said, last minute. So big thanks to Gavin, and we're all going to hear from him hear from him shortly. But um, usually start out the show with a, some sort of story or kind of update you on what's going on in my life. And I had this kind of a crazy incident the other day. I do uh, children's music at this place called the Cobra Club in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Now, the little FYI, the Cobra Club is um, where I'm going to be playing with Barbaric Yop and Alex Papp on Thursday. Come, see see the show, 9 p.m. Anyway, I... That's adult music, but I do kids' music there um, a couple days out of the week in the morning. And I usually get there about, I don't know, 45 minutes early. I set up the space. I try to do a little bit of singing to warm up my voice. And there's this, uh, the bartender, barista, Joanne, is there every day. And she's just like the nicest, bubbliest um, employee. And, you know, I, we just got to know each other because of this. And uh, we have a really nice relationship. Anyway, I go in last Tuesday. I just feel like there's been something in the water because I go in last Tuesday and at the end of the bar, at first off, Joanne, instead of her normal, hey, what's up, and gives me these keys that I need to open up all these different doors, uh, she has this kind of like scared look on her face and I'm like, is everything okay? And pretty quickly I realized that at the end of the bar there's this couple and they're, they're just real shady looking. Like the guy, had, I think they had been up all night and I think the guy had been just drinking all night, and now he was in the I'm a mad, mean, drunk phase of his uh, bender, and he was just taking it out on her. Now, she's just joins mainly a barista. Most people are getting coffee in the morning, but it is a bar, and it's, you know, they do serve alcohol. So when the people came in, she just served them because some people do drink at 9.30 in the morning. Um, but most people that are doing that are just like, they're just like chill people. Maybe they work nights and they're just hanging out. These people were not. So I see that this is going down. So I go back and I open up the studio and then I come out and I'm just kind of like standing there with my arms folded being like, 
I'm kind of like a bouncer, you know? And they were like, do you work here? And I was like, yeah. And then they start yelling at me about their, like, bill, uh, like, because she charged them and that she was basically telling them that they had to leave. And they're like, we would pay for our beer. We're going to drink it. And I'm like, all right, do whatever you want to do. And so we're sitting there and they're getting like kind of rowdier and rowdier, but then they sort of like calm down. Now, the issue for me is that in a, in any minute now, they're going to be like little babies and moms coming in to my sing-along and I don't want them to have to experience these completely drunk people at the bar. Also, I didn't want Joanne to have to be out there by herself with these people because they were, like I said, the guy was mean and kind of getting violent. And so eventually it gets to the point where he like shoves his his beer he like shoves something he kept going he kept calling her gracious you're so gracious you're so gracious <laughs> which i thought was a, a strange drunk term to be to be using but that's what he kept saying and then the the woman that he was with went outside to smoke and then it, it, it sort of escalated and he starts to walk out the door with his pint glass full of beer and she's like sir you can't leave with that and he throws it on the, not throws it down, but puts it on this counter, and he's like, I know, when he starts yelling at her. Now, I'm standing there, like, kind of in between them, and he's he's like, you hate your job, to Joanne, you hate your job, and she's like, no, I don't, I love my job, I hate it whenever you're here, and blah, 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 and then I'm like, I look at Joanne, and I'm like, man, just, if you want me, to say the word, and I will kick this guy out of here, and she's like, yeah, let's get him out of here, so I got to, like, totally be a bouncer and I just got grabbed the guy by the back of his leather jacket and he was so drunk that it wasn't as if I was like it took much effort at all but I just <laughs> kicked the door open and shoved him out and then he was telling me he was like you're disgusting you're disgusting and I'm like dude you got to get out of here so I closed the door and then he just like hocks a big loogie onto the door but I'm like looking out the <laughs> the window part and I'm like I open the door I'm like dude you gotta get the fuck out of here and then right as I, I yell that at this guy then another mom with a baby stroller comes up and she's like is everything okay I'm like yeah just go you know back into the studio <laughs> taking care of something so Joanne calls the police and they get there like an hour later and the guy had already like the woman that was with him realized that it was getting a little out of control so she takes him and they leave and then you know there was nothing for the police to do they just kind of came by and checked in and then left so I'm just wondering, because I was telling the story last week of Patty Casey and meeting those shady people in that bar, I'm just like, is it something about me? Am, do I just attract crazy people? And I've been kind of wondering that, or like, do I just put myself in like scenarios where I'm, I tend to meet those people? And I was talking to my roommate, Brian, about this, and he works at this Japanese uh, convenience store or grocery store up in Queens. And... Um, I was telling him the story about kicking these people out of the Cobra Club, and uh, he was like, man, I got robbed at Knife Point a couple, like, two weeks ago. And I'm like, are you serious? And he said, yeah, a guy just comes in wielding a knife and demands money, and he's, you know, just an employee, so he gives him the money. And then he showed me this video, and he wasn't working at the time, but this was a surveillance video. His boss, the owner, was there, and the same same guy probably the same knife too. I don't know, maybe different knife. He comes in and he's just wielding this knife all around and he like hits the register. He knows how to open the register. He opens it and then the guy like slams the register, the owner slams the register shut to where he can't get to the money. And then the guy just like wanders out the door and goes and then he found out that he, he robbed the people next door. And it's like, the more I'm thinking about it, it's like I'm not attracting crazy people and it's kind of a terrifying concept if you think about it, that there are just 
fucking crazy people out there wielding knives, wandering around, going into the Cobra Club at 10 a.m., looking for a fight for no reason. It's like these people just exist, and it's so... It's so scary and we just tend to live in our little bubble until you are confronted with that and it's like a it's a terrifying concept. I wish it was just me. I wish I just attracted those people, but it's just it's just not the case, you know. But that's that's life, I guess, you know. That's that's like it's the blues if you think about it. It's the blues. And the first band that we're going to hear from the, this week, they got the blues too. And I don't know, I love the blues. I've loved the blues since forever. And I grew up in St. Louis. There's like the Blues Hall of Fame is going to be opening up there. It's a big, you know, it's a big blues town. And I, and I love it. I think what I love the most about it is, man, I've been having like a lot of kind of crazy shit go on in my life in the past couple months. And whatever, for whatever reason, listening to the blues is cathartic and it helps. And I think it's probably just because, you know, you listen to like blues lyrics and it's, you know, the author or the singer is always downtrodden, always down on his luck. And I think maybe it's just like hearing somebody else going through the blues that makes it a little cathartic. And then, you know, that just knowing that somebody else is out there not living, uh, a, I don't know. A rosy life. Things happen to everybody, you know. Just like, just like the crazy people that I were in my story earlier. It's like the blues, you know. We everybody's got the blues. So the first band we're gonna hear from is Bare Bones, and like I said, they got the blues, and I and I love their sound. Uh, Gene is playing guitar, and uh, Doc is playing harmonica, and these guys uh, they can really wail. So we're gonna get to the live music right now about as close to church as I've gotten all day. Hallelujah, hallelujah, I belong to the band, hallelujah, 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 I belong Ha <laughs> 
to heaven, gonna sit right down as my Lord for a starry crown. I, got I belong to the seat. band, hallelujah. Bones, Gene, Doc, thank, thanks for coming out again, guys. I really appreciate it. Our pleasure, man. Had a good time. It was cool, yeah, it was cool great. place tonight. It was yeah, it was smoking. jumping. Yeah. Believe so many people. <laughs> it was a, First thing I said, we got an audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, on a snowy spring evening, which is which is cool. Um, you played one song that was like a it was like a medley sort of a with Night Train, and what was the other tune? Chicken Shack. Uh, Chicken, Shack. Chicken Shack. Is Jimmy that your Smith tune? Okay. No, that, that's a Jimmy Smith tune. Okay, I didn't know if that was your arrangement of it. I just we combined the two. Right. I know. I know that. Yeah, that wasn't all of Night Train, and it was it was all of Chicken Shack, or almost all of Chicken Shack, but it wasn't all of e either. It was Doc's reconceptualization of everything. I loved it. Something I, that Robert, a word that Robert Johnson would never use. Or, <laughs> or little Walter. Uh, <laughs> all those monosyllabic snowwares. <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the, your rigs. You guys were playing, Gene, what kind of guitar are you playing? That is a Gibson uh, a 1957 ES-235. It's 57? Yeah, 1957. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And uh, how long have you been playing that axe? That's a little bit more difficult to answer. I don't remember exactly when I got it. I think in the 80s, 1980s. Okay. Yeah. I love it. I played it. I played it. And the first time I played it, I said, oh, this is my guitar. Yeah. And I was like, and I had played a, a whole bunch of other guitars. And right. Just like that moment. Guy Clark. You know Guy Clark? Yeah. He's a, he has a song called The Guitar. And it's about going into a pawn shop, and anyway, he plays the guitar, and it, it, the guitar was playing him actually, and then, he, <laughs> and then the guy pulls the case down, and his name is written on the case. And <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's the last line of the song. Gives me chills every time I I listen to it. And then, what was the amp? What kind of amp do you use? I use a that one is a 19. I think this. I might be a little off. It's either 1959 or 1960 Ampeg, okay. which was an amp that was made in Queens. Oh, wow. And Doc turned me on, took me to this guy's house Ray Perano. In, in Ray Perano, and it was in Woodside, Queens, mm -hmm. and the guy's amp house apartment, it was a, an apartment, not a house, <laughs> it was filled with amplifiers, man, and, and he had old Fender amps, and he had a couple of amp pegs, and he said, you know, this is like $700 cheaper than any Fender, check it out, I think it's as good. And I played it, and right away I was like, 
He made his it's wife. Like, it's there, man. He made you his know? wife sit on the amps. That's how many amps he had in the apartment. His, his coffee table was an amp. Was an amp. His, <laughs> his TV was on an amp. <laughs> So he sold me a 59 basement, an original 59 basement, four tens, for $700. Now they worked about 12000 Right, exactly. In the condition it was, and I think Elvis might have used it. It was that kind of condition. <laughs> right. The Tolex was beautiful. Uh, everything was great. It was a tweed, and I still have it. And he was a friend of mine, so everything me and Gene got was always a great price. That's great. What kind, what, um, uh, what kind of harps do you blow? I, I, I have a variety of harps, uh, the whole gamut. I just, you know, whatever I got in my bag, I'll use. I prefer the, the special 20 because the comb doesn't swell. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you really start wailing, the wood starts to cut your lips. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, the plastic doesn't swell, so I go for that. And it sounds like a marine band. Yeah. But only marine band, it's broken in. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's why I like them. I like the special 20, too. I, I think the bendability is... Yeah. Best on those. They got loud. They're loud about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're and louder. Then what, what I, oh, did you say they're louder? They call them the loud mouth. Oh, okay. Because of the compression, you can make better compression with plastic than you can with wood because wood is alive and it's got flaws and stuff like that. I hate whenever uh, I have like a long mustache. Sometimes it'll pull the hairs out. Or playing out of a rack is, that the, is worst. the worst. It is. That's a hard thing to do. It makes my eyes water whenever it happens. People are like, is he crying? He's crying. I, I, I keep on trim. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, the way to go. Uh, and then what kind of amp are you using, Doc? I'm using uh, what they call harp gear, but it's an actual reproduction of a Fender Champ. Okay. But only it's more, it's, it's, it's brand new. <laughs> and it's grounded. <laughs> so you can kill while you're playing it. Yeah. Like Gene sometimes. Yeah. If I go into the wrong place, my uh, if, if everything's not set up, I get shocked. Yeah. And then I have to have to spend the whole night like not Don't touching touch the microphone. <laughs> yeah. Here. And then you like look over at the bar and mistake and bam. And I'm like, like, what song was I playing? <laughs> It's good for your uh, mental state, though. It's basically shock therapy. <laughs> I feel better the next day. I'm not as neurotic. That's awesome. And then uh, we just talked earlier about you guys played a dance party last night, or like a dance company. We played for a dance company, yeah, uh, like modern dance. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was no no lyrics, all uh, um, you know, in instrumental. instrumental or uh, like. Uh, uh, Vocalese, we were just singing syllables like, yeah, yeah, that type of stuff. A lot of fellow stuff. And, uh, and uh, then you brought some of that crew out tonight to Putnam. Yeah, kind of cool. yeah, they were. They were. Just, some of them were just in town for a couple of days because they the, they were only here for the dances, which were Friday. Well, we rehearsed Wednesday and Thursday, and then performed Friday and Saturday. Uh, yeah. Well, that was great. Well, thanks for playing again tonight, guys. And oh, and our pleasure, man. Thanks yeah. for having me.
right. Thanks a lot, uh, Bare Bones. Those guys are really great, aren't they? I just love hearing their music. And uh, on the night that we recorded the show, uh, was it, Putnam's was just packed. I mean, in, it gets jumping in there on Sunday nights um, because of the music and also just because it's a really cool spot and it's really comfortable and a lot of people go there. So uh, they came in and the guys from Bare Bones were like, whoa, we got a big <laughs> we got a big crowd. And then they brought out some of their friends, which they talked about. So it was really cool, really cool night. And they're great, great people. Um, next up, we're going to get to Gavin Snyder. Um, I had mentioned this earlier that he filled in last minute for us um, because I had messed up with some scheduling stuff. And, um, he, you know, he's from Kansas City. We talked about this in the podcast before. He's from Kansas City, now in New York. He's a great illustrator. Check out his artwork online because I follow it and it's quite, quite impressive and really good. Um, and he, he comes from Kansas City and it's kind of cool, like, he can do this gig, and it's right in his neighborhood, and I'm glad that I have the opportunity to offer it to him, you know, available venue to play, perform his music, and big thanks, because he came out, like I said, it was just totally last minute, he, he made it out, and, um, you know, saved the night, so we're going to hear from Gavin Snyder right now. Don't leave me lonely, baby, please don't leave me blue. Don't ever ask a question You already know the answer to In New York City Sometimes we forget to dream Getting lost among the buildings Getting stuck among the leaves Darling, meet me on the slopes of Swope We'll tiptoe all along the tightest rope I still love your ways, I love your metaphors Everything you say, I couldn't love you more But darling, meet me on a summer night I will bring the moon, you bring the flashlight You could feel me pulling from the ocean side There'll be no emotion through your frozen eyes Tied to the water Makes someone happier The son of a daughter Breathless is the way That you tell my story Say that you love me only Baby, won't you pull me Like the sun to the horizon I can feel the earth Turn the sun capsizing Helpless is the way That you tell my story Don't make it so sad for me I feel temperature rising I see Lightning, the world could be so lonely. Don't make it so sad for me. Just lie down in clover, live my whole life over. Ours is a single story. Say that you love me only on the slopes of swope. We'll tiptoe all along the tightest rope. I still love your ways, I love your metaphors. And everything you say, I couldn't love you more Darling, meet me on a summer night I will bring the booze, you bring the flashlight You can feel me pulling from the ocean side There'll be no emotion through your frozen eyes I feel temperature rising I see thunder and lightning the world could be 
so lonely Don't make it so sad for me Just lie down in clover Live my whole life over Ours is a single story Say that you love me only Yeah. We're here with Gavin Snyder on a snowy spring evening at Putnam's. <laughs> How'd you feel about the set, man? Uh, very good. Very Started off strong, lowered a little bit in the middle, finished strong. So what more can you hope for? It's the reverse, the reverse bell curve, I think, is my, <laughs> yeah, my yeah. strategy today. <laughs> That's good. No, I was thinking the same thing, because we, we were talking at the bar before your set about how sometimes the first songs, it's hard... They're kind of like warm-ups, but right, you were like, right. you went right into it and we were killing it. I came out strong, let a little slide a little bit in the middle, and then you finished strong too, so you so. feel better about yourself. Yeah. You know? But you're, you're also not too overconfident, which I think is, you know, one of the best things about doing these acoustic shows. It's, it's sort of humbling and, and, and uh, also really fun. Yeah, and there's there's nothing to hide behind <laughs> exactly. whenever it's just you up there. Yeah, I, I deal with that a lot because I'm always, I'm usually playing solo, so when I... When it's good, it's good, but whenever things are going rough, like especially if it's like technical problems, it's a difficult thing. Did you play a song that you thought um, went really well that we could use in the podcast? I really enjoyed the uh, second song I played. Uh, working title is uh, Temperature Rising. Haven't recorded this one yet. Is it, so it's a new song? New song, yeah. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about it? Certainly, certainly. Uh, so just a four chord, like really sort of simple, um, I'm going to say a Hawaiian or, or sort of... Um, just a, like almost a tropical beat, very, uh -huh. very simple song. But then, you know, the lyrics sort of go uh, <clears throat> extended metaphors about, um, I don't know, the moon, the tide, the sun, also very islandy feeling things. Yeah. And then, but it also is actually hearkening back to like um, some very like uh, places that I really emotionally connected to in Kansas City, one of them being Swope Park, which is just this beautiful park. Actually, uh, I think at one time, or maybe when it was created, it was the second largest. Um, Park in the United States, oh, it's a okay. Central Park, um, or in, in city in the city limits, right. uh, that is. So what's the name of Swope, uh, Park? Swope Park in Swope. Kansas City, and it just has you know rolling hills, you know forest trails, um, also like a zoo. It's the kind of zoo where the chimpanzees are actually in a forest, like a real forest, oh, wow. not like inside a chimpanzee enclosure. So <laughs> anyway, that was um, I think one of the lines is meet me on the slopes of Swope, uh, tiptoe across the tightest rope, um, and just really thinking about like that that sort of place that I like to go to escape and also you know uh, sort of equating that to you know the thing a lot of people get from the ocean but being landlocked and from Kansas you don't really have the ocean to escape to right. ever so, right. so you, you have find to find your own places mm -hmm. right I, I'm from St. <clears throat> Louis so it, for me it's always the Mississippi River you know I yeah. have very vivid memories of going with my sister down to the river you always get some subway and then go and just that's amazing. Do you write any songs based on that? Or you, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mississippi River is a common theme in oh, a lot of my songs. <laughs> but it, not it, that I don't think I came up with any of that. That's like a, still though, a nice tradition. People are tied to bodies of water. Like, it's, it's just yeah. something so musical about sitting and watching anything. River, yeah, yeah. stream, you know. Rhythms of the tide. Exactly. Uh, so that's a new song. You write it in New York? Or was it, do you have the idea when you were back in Kansas City? Um, I wrote it in Kansas City and then okay. sort of when I, and finished it when I was planning to move here um, so haven't really played it out until tonight and uh, it was a I really enjoyed how it went well I appreciate it and uh, we had a little bit of a mix-up on my be my behalf so Gavin stepped in last minute which 
I appreciate it. This is kind of like your local spot. Thanks so. for having me. Yeah. My pleasure. Yeah. yeah. I really appreciate you coming down and you sounded great. Yeah. Thanks, Carl. I appreciate it. And then uh, let's just talk a little bit about your gear. What are you, you're playing a tailor. What kind of tailor is that? Do you it's know? It's a tailor. Uh, and now I'm totally drawing a blank. Okay. That's it's one of the, uh, it's one of the tailor guitars. <laughs> you know, the ones yeah. with the wood and the, uh, the strings the, the attached strings to them. The strings and the what have Sometimes you. the strings are metal, you know. In this case, they definitely are. Um, what, how long have you been playing it? Is this your this is a number new, one guitar you've been playing is, for a while? No, or? this is a new one that I that I just got up here uh, um, to, you, to, for this very purpose of getting a, uh, to do acoustic shows. Where'd you so, get the guitar? Um, man, killer interview questions. You, you're stumping <laughs> me here. It's the, uh, That's the Sam Ash. Oh, okay. Yeah, basically Sam the second level down from guitar guitar center yeah a much more palatable but still also like you go in there i was actually in guitar center today buying like a chromatic tuner uh -huh. and it's literally like i don't know how people work in that store <laughs> man it's like the swirling like if that's what hell is i think that's what hell is like literally like a thousand people playing a thousand different songs on guitars and then <laughs> like shredding all day you waiting in a 10 person line having to listen to it um yeah, sam ash was actually good. wonderful honestly a pleasant experience no, say, by i comparison. love that store and it um, like it goes it meanders way back so like you think you've seen it and then all oh, and then you go back and you're like a percussion room and then it's like woodwinds well yeah. it just keeps going my uh my, my co-worker we got off we got out of like some marathon meeting at work um he's we're just like pissed off he's like dude come with me went around the corner he took me in there and then i i, I put, had my eye on that guitar and then came and got it of course now for the life of me i can't remember what it's called. <laughs> and then why i'm just why taylor have you always <clears throat> has that been a Honestly, because I borrowed a friend's tailor mm -hmm. um, last summer for two like house shows, and they ended up being like two of the most fun shows I've ever played. Oh, great! And they were like in succession. Like I played at somebody's pool and then in somebody's backyard uh -huh. uh, on the same day, and I borrowed his tailor. I was like, well, it must be go. It must go if it, if it can go this good for me every time I play. So <laughs> that's it was what sort I'm of doing. like a recommendation of a friend, I guess, in a way. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Well, Gavin, again, I really appreciate it. Uh, filling in for tonight and you sound great. Where can people find your music? Um, we are on Sad American Night is the name of the band and you can find us on uh, Spotify, uh, Bandcamp, um, iTunes, the whole, whole those deal. streaming services and then uh, also sadamericannight.com. Okay, cool. You got any shows coming up that you want to plug? Uh, not at the moment. Actually trying to re sort of revamp the band as it got, were. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Turn the solo that. project into something a little bit more um, flushed out. So. Uh -huh. We've had a one 15-minute practice so far. I think we have a little bit of ways to go. <laughs> so. Well, it sounded great, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for thanks having me. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Thanks a lot, Gavin. Uh, I appreciate it. And he's got, uh, I like his views on music, and it's fun to chat with him. So I hope you dug it, too. Um, that's this is our episode. That's episode number 19. We're going to be getting to episode 20 soon, which is a pretty pretty cool thing. Um, I do want to, one more time, tell you that um, on the 30th of March, this coming Thursday, again, we're playing at the Cobra Club at 9 p.m. Uh, Barbaric Yop is the headliner. Alex Papp, who also played on this podcast, is playing, and then I'm going to open the night. So 9 p.m., Cobra Club, come out, check it out. It's going to be a good time. Also, um, do want to give you my email one more time. Putnam's Acoustic Sunset is the email that I use for this. Putnam's Acoustic Sunset at Gmail. Uh, just one long word, no apostrophe, no hyphen, no underscore. Putnam's Acoustic Sunset at Gmail. Get at me. I'd love to hear from you. Fan mail, bands that you might know that are coming through town. 
uh, that might want to play at our show and be featured on our podcast. Big thanks to all the listeners. Big thanks to Paul for putting this together, sitting here listening to my rambling stories. And uh, big thanks to uh, Jerry and Audrey at Putnam's putting on the show. Great time. Thanks, Bare Bones. And thanks, Gavin, again, for coming in last minute. Um, Every Sunday, we're playing music. Putnam's Pub, 8 p.m. Come out. I'd love to see you. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. Peace, love, and rock and roll.